And it's gone. I don't hear your music very good, dude. No, because it's only going through my computer. Ah, okay. Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hard, and we're on the phone again, so I'm going to let him do his intro. Um, cause he doesn't really need one, but you got to give him one out of respect cause he rates it. But, uh, Jacob, give everybody a nice hi. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Everybody. How's it going? Everybody, man. Hey. It's, it's good to be back with you, Frank, after the holidays, it's a new year getting ready to you know, get going here in January. I've already, I wasn't supposed to work after December 18th, but I don't know how many private instructions I've done since then all through the holidays and everything else. So we've been busy and a busy start to the first year. Uh, today is Sunday. Starting the first part, PR one and two combo course tomorrow morning. So yeah, it's uh, it, things are things are looking really really good. Just like uh, 220, uh, 2023, 2024 looks to be even better. Wow, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I actually, um, happy New Year to everyone. Merry Christmas for those there. I have a project going on. I can't say a whole lot about it, but with Chris here, um, and we're doing a super cool shooting project, but as far away from sniper right now as you can get it so handgun but we have mm -hmm. a bolt gun element but we've tried it and it works but we're building this thing and it's crazy kind of what um what we're doing but i can't say a lot but man we're, we're working too we're working our friggin ass off i'm just doing it indoors you know what i mean um <laughs> So well, you have to. It's cold up there, man. It was it was 15 the other day. I was like, whoa, that's way too cold. 15 is is not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know you're not you're not built for that. There was a buddy of ours that my mom was looking at his weather up in South Dakota, and like sometime in the next few days they're going to be like minus 20. But actually, they're in South Texas in a camper. They're winter Texans, so they don't have to worry about that. Uh, yes, because Laura's um Iowa, right? She's from Iowa, and her parents mm -hmm. are in Iowa. And they're doing the Iowa caucuses for the government, you know, uh, Republicans. Right, yep. It's going to be minus 20 to minus 40 the day of the caucus, wherever you might be in Iowa. Oh, no. No, no, no. That's too cold. That's too cold. Yeah. That's far too cold. Thank, um, you, thank you, but thank you, but no thank you. Hey, man, <laughs> have you seen, has it, Mr. Bigfoot Hunter, have you seen a flash of beauty yet? No, flash of beauty. I have not seen that. A flash of beauty, paranormal Bigfoot. It's a it's a doc, a documentary. So you got to go watch that. We'll talk about it next time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to see that. The, I mean, the UFO stuff's getting pretty out there. They tried to say there was like a hundred cops in Miami over like January second. They tried mm -hmm. to say now that it was an alien thing, and there's a crazy shitty black and white of like an alien from Alien, Alien running across the steps. But I don't. It's not real. But it's like. Nine, if you yeah. go if you go on like Twitter, X ninety yeah. percent of anything about Miami with a hundred cop cars around a mall now involves an alien. So that's I had I had I had heard nothing about that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so I think that's yeah. nuts. Um, but yeah, well, you it, saw my UFO picture. Yes, I did, dude. That was amazing. That's a really really good picture you have. Yeah, it is. It is. And you couldn't see it naked eye. No. And it looked like a cloud was covering it, but it was glowing in whatever light, artificial light you had. So you could see the yep. shape. But like you said, that cloud, and it was very light and wispy, it would be one that mm -hmm. you would normally think you would see right through. Right. But this yep. was, um, you have a great UFO picture. I do, man. I do. Yeah, you but do. Again, there was it was it was clear as a bell that night, and it was just it was crazy because we we have the we have the we start to get our garden going, and so we had those those lights out there, those grow lights, you know, over the tomatoes and the broccoli and all of that, mm -hmm. and then um and so we're gonna take a picture of it and checking out the pictures later, we saw that and it's like, holy smokes, look at that. Well, dude, so I buy it because King, like I said, I I woke or told you guys more than a hundred stories about shit in the middle of the night. Because King Ranch yeah, is right whenever there. You were staying out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was living on rifles only in a trailer. And I'd say, what, 200 yards from the trailer to the uh, King Ranch fence line? Yeah, about 100 and 130. Okay, like right in there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So, in the middle of the night, I get woken up to stupid shit. And I'd be, and these guys would come the next morning at eight o'clock, and I'd be like, fucking out of my mind. And they're like, dudes, what fucking stupid? And I'm like, no, this was in the middle of the night. 
out there, there was dumb stuff happening, and, and you're like, dude, you're crazy. I'm like, yeah, I know, but that it doesn't <laughs> take away from the fact that I saw something in the middle of the night. <laughs> I don't think I told you that you were crazy, Frank. I don't think. No, I not that. you, but the we, other people. We established that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, other okay. people who don't know me, like, because there's always students yeah. there. So some student yeah, who never exactly. met me, and he's like, this guy's my instructor. <laughs> yeah, no. That was funny. That's funny. That but, funny. Um, All right, man. Let's, All right, yeah, so let's yeah, talk we'll, we'll talk. We'll, yeah, we'll talk more about that stuff later, and I need to hear about this project that you're doing. I'm excited about it. It's a cool it's thing, good. dude. It's super cool. But anyway, we'll get there. Cool. Um. All right, very good. All right, so this one came in on ROAP. Uh, it's the it's the email address that is associated with this podcast, and it says Jacob slash Frank. We did this a couple of months ago when I asked her about the choice you could the choice if you could only have one rifle. Both you both chose the AR10 and 308 with a three to eighteen scope. Now I'd like to do the same thing for a twenty two long rifle. You only get one, and it has to do everything you want from a rimfire. Small game hunting, rodent control, competition, ELR, training the next generation, etc. While I love my voodoo, I'm inclined to believe that that good old Ruger 1022 might be the answer here. I initially thought of the takedown, but I'm not sure I could get 500 yards out of it. Looking forward to some more joint podcasts and your answers. Thanks. And so that's what we have. <laughs> that's a crazy question. I mean, that's, that's tough is. because in my mind... 22 now has come down to where they keep bouncing with twist rate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about, you know, the, I think you might have too many, too many requirements in there. You know yes. what I mean? Because yeah, there's too many requirements in that question. And it's, that's what makes it a great question. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, we're talking about something here, training the next generation. Okay. Well, the 22 that I used for that with my niece was the cricket. All right. I couldn't, I can fit a cricket in my boot. You know what I mean? I'm right. Right. That. And so I know that you, uh, you in your family, y'all had um, a Mossberg that y'all had cut down for whenever y'all were small, whenever you were growing and up. We and we owned the, an original AR-7, the um, 22 yeah. that the Air Force, in mm -hmm. the original box, like somebody grabbed it from my dad, but it was in the original mm -hmm. Air Force box. The plastic stock had a smear camouflage. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm used to that. And I think I still fall to twist rate is really the key. Now, where like is semi a thing in a twenty two? I don't see the need as much as the um, general purpose gun. I am I'm with you on that, and and part of the reason is you know what are your what are your options out there? There's several options for the semi-auto twenty two. You know the the most ubiquitous is obviously the Ruger ten twenty two. Right, and I have I have one or seven of those, you know what I mean, and I've had them since I was a kid, and they they work. It seems like I got to clean it a little bit more now, mm -hmm. um, you know, because it's been it's be, make sure it's still going to function and everything else. But then whenever it comes down to it, you know, I got to think, you know, what would be the one? And I, I don't think there could be the one. I think there would have to be two. You know, one for you know training up the next generation, and then one for the other requirements in there, and uh, the gun that. It just that I just fall to all the time is the Ruger seventy seven twenty two. Now I've got the Voodoo's, you know the Bacars. Yeah. I got all of that. But but as for one that I would just take out, all right, okay. The the we had an EMP. The grid went down, so I'm headed out over to the King Ranch to go shoot pigs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna carry that Voodoo. It's too heavy. You know what I mean? Because I might be walking for miles. And that seventy seven twenty two bolt action, stainless steel action and barrel in a plastic stock. You know, it's a it's a real real basic gun. And, uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I don't ever remember it ever like having a, a failure to eject or extract or load or anything. And it's just been, it's just been a solid performer for me for five decades. True. And I like the idea of, like you said, going with two and having a takedown. Mm -hmm. I really right. like yeah. the idea of a takedown, um, mag pulls, um, some variants or even the 1022 because the barrels are easy to change and take off. It's it's almost yep. as simple. Yep. But I do like the idea of a 22 takedown. Now, I mean, the more I go and like you say, the two-gun solution tends to be it. But if you gave me a Voodoo, a Rimex, I even have a Deuce here, which I don't think they're making Deuces. Um, but if you give me one of those... 
And it's probably its most current barrel that's going to give you something from that zero to 400 yards. What can't you mm-hmm. do? Yeah, I know. I you know. know what I mean? It's, it's like, what can't you yeah. do? Now, like my voodoo's money. I like my voodoo. It's in a manners. It's all set up. I have a, a, a Thunder Beast on it. And, and I know like you're already shooting subsonic, so they're quiet. There mm-hmm. is some long-range considerations. People have done tests, and they feel the gas is enough with a twenty-two. You get some wiggle down at distance. So they're anti-suppressor for twenty-twos, but right. I mean, they're but quiet. I think yeah. now here's my thing from the Alaska trip. Mm-hmm. Give me a Voodoo or a Rimex or some variant thereof. And give me a twenty-two handgun. Yeah. The grouse. The grouse in Alaska mm-hmm. were four feet from you. You can headshot yeah. those guys all day. Yeah. And and, and it tastes good. Right. Yes. Yeah, squirrels, bird, you know, anything like that, you can probably get away with a um handgun range. Mm-hmm. So I almost yeah, but that's if you're in a, that's if you're in certain areas, you know what I mean. That, that yes, absolutely. Now I'm not talking that's, defense, that's not no defense, right? No, yeah. I'm just talking. The world has ended. It, it's it's you know predictive programming from the Obamas, and now I'm living out in the woods. I maybe I went to the range. Yeah, I'm gonna get the rabbits out there. I got those big old jacks. I yeah. can do that with the 22 because they're not so afraid of me. I'm not within 10 yards of them. Right. And, right. and so um, I can do that and get away with I got pheasant out there, which I see. I can get a pheasant. Right. I have um, some doves and birds that are, are doable. And, and I think either the voodoo or a handgun is more than capable. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But like I say, I just I would start to think about, you know, if I wanted to go and, and go and do a match with that 7722, I could do it. You know what I mean? Okay. There's no question. But then, you know, if like I say, if uh, that voodoo's got, a, you know, we typically set them up with a bit more weight, you know. And it, Yeah, no, just, they're a game gun. It's a game I, gun. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so and again, and I'm not I'm not saying that in a negative way because I love it. You know, like I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's gorgeous. And then, you know, I love shooting and everything else, but I'm thinking if it's going to be one of those where you got to do, you know, quite a bit of walking, you know, carrying your own water, carrying your own everything, I think a lighter weight would be would be better off because they're just as accurate. And my, my ultimatum deuce is in an MDT hunting 26 stock. Mm-hmm. Really small, you know That's what cool. I mean? Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's yeah. almost like yeah. a 22 Hunter. It just has a heavier, better barrel on it because the action, the right. barreled action was meant to compete with a Voodoo yeah. all the way up to their bench rest. So it's, yeah. it's a heavier contour 22. But that, I hear you. that deuce is in a hunting 26, which to me is like our equivalent of the ultimate hunting stock we have right now. Right. You know, right. there there isn't so, really I mean Glenn Seekins has some stuff coming that's micro small off of his havoc and he yeah. he, he has more of a arm uh, um a, a skeleton stock in the back in the mm-hmm. front it's traditional but the folder mm-hmm. in the back is is very skeletonized and that thing I think the 65 PRC was in the 6 pound range. Yeah. So to me, yeah, that happened. We did, we started to do that too. Frank, the guys, you know, they're around here. You know, they're on a site in for hunting season and shit like that. And so we started doing those, you know, those, uh, you know, half hour, hour or two hour things. And that, um, man, we're seeing a lot of that cartridge. Yeah, I mean, the six five PRC to me is money. I mean, you have to work within the yep. limits of it. But um, yep. it to me, it's the best thing we have. Like we're talking the one twenty two. I think if he said, right. what's, the, yeah. what's the one caliber that's going to let me do everything, it's going to be yeah. a 6.5 PRC because I know I can yeah. shoot to 2,400. I did it with AI. They mm-hmm. have one. They just won't sell it to you. Um, and, <laughs> you know, and then and Scott shot it, and he shot A-tips to 2,400 at gun sight. Mm-hmm. And. And so I've done them that far. So you can easily call a 6.5 PRC a mile gun. 
it's oh, could, yeah, it for could, sure. right. It could be set up correctly for a cop gun of, you know, maybe not, mm-hmm. maybe not a East coast PRS. Maybe you're not going to go to K and M and use it, but you might do right. a Wyco, a Wyoming, a Colorado, Nebraska match with it. Cause our wind, mm-hmm. right. Uh, you know, but, and then if you wanted to do ELR, you got that. So, I mean, right. the, the 22, that's a tricky question in a lot of ways. It is, man. It is. It is. It, I think it, it, the main thing is just to make sure you have one and a backup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably the I best mean, way to answer and, that. And you're right. The voodoos are money, but some most people have them set up. But I mean, I'm, a, I'm a lot more open. I, I kind of getting older and I didn't mind collecting things over the years. And now I'm like, man, I'm getting really old and you, I've never touched that gun in 10 years. And I've never touched that one. Right. I need to start thinning out yeah. the herd. So switching barreled actions for me, I've started to, especially with the chassis. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, I've started to do that. And before I'd be like, just build another gun, just build another gun. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You, I, I know. Well, that's what, that's what the, the beauty of the ATX, man, it takes me, you know, 30 seconds to change a barrel. And I don't even have to pull out my, uh, my crescent wrench and hammer anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I remember one day the Rangers come in and leaving in, in at rifles only. And I'm out there cleaning up and driving the four wheeler around. And I found a magazine and it's like yeah. one of theirs, they dropped on the final run or something. And, um, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, I got to build a gun now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly exactly so, you, so that's the equivalent here okay i've, I've got a bo- whole bunch of uh you know uh 30 carbine ammo and now i need to now i need to hook gun yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and and but yeah, i mean the 22 cool. is nice because of the 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 no recoil the lightness the quiet yeah yeah and all and, yep. and, and it can so. still can do something small if you need it to yeah um, yeah, but it's cool. Well, I'm talking about obscure things that me and my buddy started doing a, a little text message back and forth on obscure guns, you know. And so I had the I had the the 16 inch, uh, what was it? It was a 16 inch 22 revolver that I I ran into the first one up at up at Jack's in in Fort Collins, you know that outdoor shop. Mm-hmm. And so I saw it. And I said, "Damn, I gotta buy that thing. I need it. You know, I, I I cannot live another day without it." But of course, I'm out of state, so I can't buy it. So then I go in and uh, we we were going, we had to kill some time before Godfrey's funeral. So Lisa and I went into Academy over in Corpus and they had another one there. And so I was waiting because I was going to buy that thing, but I didn't because time got away from us and we needed to get over to the, get over for the services. And so like that one was pretty obscure. And then I'm doing a private instruction, different guy, and he's out, he's shooting a seven PRC. Then he's telling me about his toy gun that he has. And I said, well, what is it? He goes, well, you just need to see it, man. I said, all right. So it was a freaking 450 Bushmaster break open oh, single shot yep, suppressed. Yep. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, this thing is awesome. And his buddy, you know, we talked, we were talking about reloading and stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I know, you know, I, I can, I can reload and stuff like that, but I, I don't experiment with reloading, but he has a buddy who actually does. And I think he's lost a couple fingers because of it, but <laughs> nice. he was actually loading, a loading like a, a 400 grain, a 350 or 400 grain bullet, but he was using shotgun powder. And I said, damn, well, what does that sound like? And so he pulled out a pack. He says, here's some ammo. Try it out. I was like, holy shit, Frank, this thing is punching out a bullet. I think it was a 350 grain. So it's subsonic, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't make any noise. And so then he gave me one, another one that uses regular rifle smokeless powder. And again, it was still subsonic. But the difference in the sound was incredible. You know yeah. what I mean? It was the, the shotgun powder was just so much less. Out by and, Andrews, uh, you know, they shoot that. Um, I've talked to yeah. a bunch of people in the bar by Andrews house or Andrews range mm-hmm. that shoot mm-hmm. that uh, 450 and they'll show me, you know, herds of 50 deer in their backyard. And, 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 mm-hmm. I, and I mentioned this where you say, hey, well, what do you do? And they're like, dude, we just hold on them. They don't know. He goes, I don't even know how to adjust the sights on my scope. And one guy's like, I shoot a red yep. dot, and they shoot the Bushmaster upper. Um, yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal cartridge for the hunting <laughs> people. 
pretty far away from the 22, which is what was our topic. Yeah, I want to um too um I want to jump into one thing in a minute, but I want to go two minutes with you about Godforsen. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, give okay. a shout out All to right. Jacob Godforsen, um, who just passed away. Dude, that guy was a rock star. That probably nobody Absolutely. listening to this podcast, but maybe a handful know who he was. So give people a little background on Godforsen. All right, man. Well, the thing about it is about Jacob Godforsen. Um, I've talked about him on, on the podcast whenever you weren't here. Uh, I think of uh, who was I talking to? I forget. I think it might have been. I don't remember. Anyway, um, born in Utah, uh, you know, grew up, um, ended up uh, putting getting some college. He was kind of a kind of wandered around the country being a pool shark for a while. I mean, that's how he made his money was beating people in pool. And this is when he's a young man. And so then uh Vietnam War was going on, and so he went and he applied in the Army, and he got into Special Forces, and he was a Special Forces medic. And um, lots of lots of stories, you know, that he had from Vietnam about, you know, them training people and stuff like that, you know, the indigs and, you know, lots of different methodologies that they did it. But the way I met him was um, I was I was just getting into long-range shooting, you know, that was different than, you know, my shooting before that, different than hunting. This is going to be, this is going to be more technical for me. In other words, you know, the birth of rifles only, I guess you could say, you know, before it was even thought of. And so um, I heard, yeah, you need to talk to Jacob Godfordson. He works at Selenese. And, you know, after he got out of the Army, he went and got a couple of master's degrees, structural engineering and shit like that. And so he went to work at Selenese. But I called him up and I said, hey, I'd, I'd like to talk to you about long range shooting. He goes, all right, you know, come out to come out to the Selenese range. And he was a bench rester. You know what I mean? So he's over there and he's talking to me about bench rest. And I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at his bench that he's using. He's got a target at 100 yards and like five flags between, you know, the muzzle of the gun and the target. And it's set up classic bench rest. And so, um, you know, he, that I, I felt like, you know, well, you know, watching bench rest at least is like, you know, watching the paint dry. So it was kind of boring. You know, somebody's in it. It's real exciting. But we started talking about reloading and he's the guy who taught me how to reload. And it was, it was the whole bench rest techniques, you know, where you're taking, you know, each one of your cases, you know, it's deburred, your necks are turned, you know, it is, they all weigh the same, all this other kind of shit. And it was just, it was crazy. And we just, we kept talking over the years and everything else. And it, we finally got him out to rifles only. And um, we got him to shoot a match. You were, you were here when, during this period, Frank. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was, he was one, you know, he was one of our guys. And then all of a sudden he decides he wants to be an author, you know, so he starts writing books that are, and you know how those those books, whenever they're placed, you know, in your life, there's a lot more there's a lot more fact than fiction. Yeah. And so he he wrote those books and everything else, and and he had you know good success with it. And it was um it was it was a very very interesting life. You know, he raised two daughters, and um you know him and his wife were you know they were married the whole time. I don't know how long they were married, but more than fifty years. But at any rate, just like a, a you know a recap on that. You know, the guy was you know special forces medic, author, uh, engineer. Bench rester, tactical shooter. I mean, just a whole he bunch was, of hats and, and that he had this guy wore. Epic nose. He had an epic nose. <laughs> I used to call him. I used to call him Blue Steel, adult porn star, because yep. I mean, <laughs> with a nose like that, you know that guy's packing. <laughs> And and, you, you and or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's got something going on. Because if it if he he's doesn't have it, if he doesn't have it south of the border, he just uses his nose. And, and he's gonna use his nose and be fine. But no, yeah, I, I was, just was, he always came around, always great, was always at our matches, even if he was just taking pictures or or just hanging out. And I remember yeah. one of those early matches, and I tell this story all the time because it's one of my favorite with him. So I'm just meeting Jacob, getting to know him. Like, he came around once, and, like, I was there, but not really talking. And then it was kind of established I'm going to be hanging around there. So he's like, okay, I'm going to get to know this guy because he's going to be down here. And so we're shooting, and we had a night shoot in the uh, north pasture. And uh-huh. um, we're over in those where you kind of have the distillery now. We're up there in your bays. Right. And, yeah. and so we're walking back from that night shoot and Jacob and I are together and we're talking and I mean, it's Cowfield. He tripped and he fell on a hole, whatever, but he tripped and fell and he was super, mm-hmm. he was super embarrassed. You could tell like, oh shit, mm-hmm. he's an older guy where to him, we're all kids, you know, and, yeah. and, and he's super, and I could tell, I'm like, ah, oh, dude, he, he was kind of embarrassed that, that he fell and it's like, ah, and, and, and I was like, we're walking again, and, and he was he was trying to compose himself, 
And and you could tell he was like, uh, uh, I said, ah, oh, dude, don't worry about it. I said, I fell once before too. I said, I was three at the time. And I learned, you know, he just started laughing and dying and, and, and it was done from there, you know, and the guy's like, oh yeah. my God, what did you just say to me? And, and so from there on him and I just, you know, it was so much fun just to be around Jake because the guy knew he can let loose. And, and he could be yep. himself and stuff. And so, yeah, Jacob, I just wanted to kind of jump in and give a little Jacob, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. And it it, it, uh, it needs to be said enough. That was a life well lived, you know, with him. It really yeah, was. absolutely. And, uh, it was it was um, it was really tough to see, you know, him. Me and Lisa went over to visit, you know, after things started to to get a little bit bad. And, you know, it was it was it was crazy because we walked in. He's had, a, you know, a few mini strokes and stuff like that. And then. I mean, me and Lisa walk in the house and he's got, you know, that freaking smile that he had all the time. Yeah. Know, yeah. Why are we little? Looks at Lisa, looks at Lisa and says, wow, Lisa, you look great. Jacob, you look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's still here. Jacob is still here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah it's, and so we had, a, we had a really nice service, so, you know, full military honors and everything else, you know, and it was, uh, my eyes were leaking quite a bit, you know, like the gunshots and taps being played, you know, it was, uh, definitely definitely a, a loss to the shooting community and he wrote articles and and stuff like that for like the old old benchrest magazine yeah precision, precision shooting shooter, yeah that, precision shooter yeah, magazine the stuff that's not even around anymore yeah mm -hmm. and they're not even around anymore and like he he wrote on that that uh that underground shooting range in houston which was we didn't know if it was you know myth or reality you know what the benchresters oh the warehouse to, the houston you know, warehouse the, yeah the warehouse yeah exactly and so i mean it was just it was, it was so many stories with this guy and and they would start off in the strangest ways. You know, we're just talking about something, you know, completely, completely off the subject. And then, you know, it, you know, that conversation would wind down and then Jacob would just kind of, kind of sit up and says, you know, uh, when I was in the army, I bought 30 Red Ryder BB guns. And so off on that story, you know what I mean? I'll, yeah. You know, how yeah. he did it, why he did it, all this other stuff. And it was just, you know, just, these stories would come from nowhere and you're just sitting there. And the next thing you know, you're just sitting there with your mouth dropped, listening to what you know this the things about his life. And it was just, you know, he was just deadpanning it. You know, he just these are yeah, just, very monotone say, you know, that time when he told the story. <laughs> yeah, he's very yeah. monotone. Yeah, um, sometimes he was very lively too. You know, yeah, but yeah. It's just like what what is that that Pink Floyd lyric? You know, the the memories of a man in his old age are the deeds of a man in his prime. Right, you know, right. Kind of like that. And and he he definitely he definitely yeah, lived, perfect lived line, perfect we, line. Yeah. Yeah, but we are we are definitely saddened by his loss. But then you know he's in a better place. So you know it's just us being us being selfish. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. So um, cool. I'm um, gonna jump cool. in now and uh, know that this is we we can give a little you know high five to Jacob and and uh you know honor his his life and service. Yeah, very good. Yeah, you know very what good. I mean. That's what I mean. It's like it's yep. like we get to we get to we we get to kind of talk about the things we experience with this guy, and as long as we talk yep. about him, he's not gone. Yep, exactly. You know, exactly. and so no, that's it, what I mean with, with that. No, I was just uh, segueing into something. Um, we're we're on the kind of the half, but I wanted to jump into the app dropping. Yeah, that that's one of the things I had texted you on that, and before we got off into Bigfoot and UFOs and all that other shit, and I said, "Hey, let's let's talk about this." Thing. Well, I honestly, so, uh, I, I during the day now when I'm not really doing shooting stuff, I look at Bigfoots and UFO stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I do too, but yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna. I yeah, yeah, wanna, we don't want to talk about too much, but now, anyway. You know. So yeah, exactly. So what I what I wanted to do, Frank, is um, what I wanted to do is just pull this thing up, okay, and I wanted to get you to walk me through it as if I know absolutely nothing. Okay. Um, and, and it's super easy that, so I, I want to give a little background and a shout out to Mark. Cause Mark came up, we were calling this weaponized math and mm -hmm. that's too generic, but that was what it was. And it, it was okay. for us. I mean, we've been using it five, six years now, even more, almost seven years now. Mm -hmm. And it worked for us like immediately religiously. Mark stumbled on this. We were doing classes in Alaska. The range mm -hmm. up there. I don't know if you ever came by the Alaska class. Uh, <coughs> no, sir. I never uh, did. Okay. The range <laughs> up there after 600 yards was not, gr mm -hmm. not graded. Okay. So the targets are high in the air. At the 900, okay. we had to drive a pickup truck over the spot. Put two guys in the bed holding up a 16-inch plate, 
and then move the arms mm-hmm. on either side of the pickup, the legs, move the legs up, have the guys in the pickup hook the target to it, drive out from under it. If you okay, so it's up in the air. Yeah, if you looked at it from the firing line, it was perfectly mm-hmm. level with everything else. Okay. If you saw a splash under it, you shot mm-hmm. over it. Yeah. So it was gotcha. yep. now yep. the other thing with Alaska was the variety of firearms. It mm-hmm. is wildly different than the lower 48, unless you said I'm doing a hunting class. Right. So imagine saying I'm doing a dedicated hunting class and what that entails, and then mixing them in with your normal precision rifle class. It, cl- right. it clashes. It doesn't quite work the same. But that was our clientele in Alaska, and you couldn't All right. separate them out. You can't say, dude, you're bringing a 4X hunting rifle from 1967, and you want to shoot 1,000 yep. yards with it? <laughs> and that's yeah, what I, I would get. And so we're wasting ammo at eight and nine specifically because these targets, I can walk under the eight and not hit my head. The nine, I have to pick my arm up to touch it. Mm-hmm. And it was a pain. We're wasting ammo yeah. because everybody, nobody has dope. As you know, it's a day one class. No one has right. dope. Okay. What do I shoot? What do I shoot? What do I shoot? So for me, I'm like adding a mill, add a mill, add a mill, add a mill, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it worked to some degree, but it was wildly inaccurate from person to person. Yeah, well, it worked. Yeah, and it's not something you could just count on. Right. You It worked with these three guys, but not with these four guys. So right, exactly. We started recording data. We recorded all data from three classes for two months. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of data, everybody. And Mark over the winter puts it in a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. And he starts looking at all the numbers. And the first thing he does, because they're, they're listed from a thousand to 200, well, 300, because we don't have a 200 yard line, but we had a thousand yeah. to 300. And he looks at it and he puts it in the computer and he sees patterns appear. Mm-hmm. Well, the patterns, he did them in percentages. Okay. And it was like, you know, 900 yards was 86%. And we called 1,000 100 because that's as far as we okay. could shoot there. And it was like 900 was 86. 800 was 67. 53. But it was for every caliber, the percentage was the same. Okay. And we're like, well, because everybody zeroed out 100. Right. And, and even if we had a Huskama scope that required a 200-yard zero, I would slip it down to 100 and then just dial it up because it had the graduations. I would make 202, but I would put them at a 100 mark on that scope because a lot of them use it. But the scopes got graduations. They're just not marked. They only mark the BDC. Right. Right. But I got them. They're there. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm getting away with all this. Well, we st- Mark calls me up 1130 at night and he's like, hey, man, I cracked the code. I'm like, what'd you crack? He's like, oh, this, it works. I said, bullshit, dude. This can't be that easy. Because mm-hmm. he had like 300 yard dope, which won 1.3. Mm hmm. Times 1.75 was going to give you a center strike at 400. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, how does that work? Well, he sends it to me. I drove it on the hide. And nobody could break it. Well, while he's, while we're trying to break it, he has a high-end restaurant across the street from him, and that's his home bar. Mm-hmm. So a lot of eggheads, a lot of pilots, a lot of engineers, a lot of the um, high-end airline pi- – or not airline, but cargo pilots who go to China. Yeah. So smart dudes making half a million bucks. Right. And he gets guys that are engineers now with these planes, and one guy goes some, dude, you doped gravity. That number you have is the value for gravity at each of these yard lines. Okay. 
So we're like, okay, so 100 yard or meter. Now this works because it's not in the app. And I'm going to, when I walk you through the app, just know it doesn't have meters, but it works with meters. So you can call the numbers, okay. whatever you want. So when you, right. let me get, see if I get out of here um, and get into the app. All right. So in the app, the thing, you got a little plus sign down there and that's going to start you off. Right. So that's your plus sign. Right. That's what I did. And so now I've got a, I've got a, it says new profile in the upper left. And it gives you the little fill-ins and what you want. Now, this is how right. you find your tracks. You reference your track. You can email your track, but this could be, um, you know, rifles only, 2,000 feet DA, 308. Could be rifles only, right. you know, minus 2,000 feet DA, 308. So whatever you're going to do with that, you're going to fill it in, right? Do your thing. Do your rifle. I'm going to put in what's there. And um, Okay, I'm just going to put rifles only, rifles only 308. That's what I'm going to put on. Yeah. Just to name it. Rifles only 308. Okay, so now... Now understand it has a t it has a temp and it has atmosphere in it so you know what you did, but it doesn't right. use any of that. It's just okay. using gravity. So now you go into it and you should have your 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 thing, your track, and you're gonna click on it. Well, hang on just a second. I got the okay, I've got my profile name, yep. rifle. I'm just in, in your track I'm and you and you click on the track you just three, made and it's okay. gonna bring you into a range card. Up in the top left, it'll tell you what track you clicked on, and then you'll see dope range card and profile. Got it. All right, so I'm gonna I've got the rifles only three oh eight. I'm gonna hit on that one. Now I've got dope, range card, and profile. Okay, so there we are. I right. got a hundred yard zero on it. Now this is designed. Two, you have to have a 100-yard zero one. That's the thing with gravity ballistics. It's meant for a 100-yard okay. zero. The other okay. thing is you're going to see it as a pencil and set drop because this is meant that, that you can dope your rifle out and point of aim, point of impact, and do it that way. Or what I'll talk about for a second is how to shortcut it because it'll work in okay. both directions. Okay. If you went somewhere and you didn't have dope, but they had a 600-yard plate, mm -hmm. you, you can shoot that plate, draw a water line on it, because I want point of aim, point of impact. Closest you can get, right. you're going to hold your reticle on the line, and you want your drop to touch the line. Right. Now you go to 600, and you shoot, and you're shooting a six Creedmoor, and you're going to hit 600 yards, and it's going to be like three two mils. So... When you tap on that set drop, you get a box that comes up. I do. All right. It says observe drop. You saw point of aim, point of impact, 3.2 mils. You okay, see so let me put that in, 3.2. Yep, Got that you in there. see the X factor below says 1.3. Yes, sir, I see that. You can adjust that, and I'll talk about that in a minute, because there's ranges we go to that have angles built into them, and you need this to fix that. But right now, okay. this is just how it is. Observe drop. I hit 3.2. I'm going to hit OK. Now it populates everything in the app. You have dope yep, for everything. Sure the green yep. check mark means it's verified and validated. I hit it. Roger I wrote that. it down. The right. pencils mean I didn't. It's, yeah, they're just they're it's, just the it's yeah. the predicted based on the math. Right. Exactly. I will submit to you. Now we can't fix bad marksmanship. And you know, if there's something wildly crazy going on, like if you if you have a, a 18 inch barrel and it's a 308, mm -hmm. you can't expect nine and a thousand to follow the right trend. Right. It's tiny, it's there. But if you have a 24 inch 308, this is gonna work right. Okay. If you have something fast, it'll work even better. The faster it is, the better it works. But slow stuff, okay. you have to understand, slow stuff comes in like a softball. We did yeah. not design this to do the softball, but you can put in your verified numbers, and right. it'll just give you a corrected dope card. Now, okay. In the range card, if you tap on range card, it breaks it down a little finer into 50-yard increments. Got it. Now, it shows you the X factor you use because, like I said, we go to places like Mifflin, Pennsylvania. 
Mifflin, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. has uh like ten degrees to their thousand. Okay. If we go to Pala, San Diego, it's seventeen degrees to their thousand. Okay. So you have to adjust those numbers, and that's letting you know what those numbers are. But the other thing is the drop value. We use drop in our class. Mm-hmm. That's going to find the mistake. Because gr- if you doped your rifle with a worksheet, like I have the gravity ballistics worksheets you can download. Mm-hmm. I hit center line. I hit center line. I wrote it down. I hit center line. I wrote it down. But something's off. If something's mm-hmm. off because the target shot up, you couldn't tell exactly how close to the line you hit. Whatever the question is, maybe you're three-tenths off the line and you called it good. That's going right. to that's gonna show up. Well, if it goes mm-hmm. too far out of spec, it's going to turn red. And it's going to tell okay. you to fix that yard line because gravity can't hitch. Okay. I can't go below. But if I'm shooting six and to 600 to 700 yards uh-huh. and I'm one mil between the numbers, if mm-hmm. I shoot 700 to 800, it's impossible for me to have eight tenths between them. Right. That can happen. If people okay. mess up their data or how they collect dope. Right. And I'll give you a great example going back to our Alaska range. Two years ago, we go up to Alaska and first day, new class schedule, all the things that come with that. We go to the range to put our stuff down, get our classroom set up and check out everything. Make sure steel's good and all that. Range people, board members come out to meet us. We got to pay them, you know. Board right. members come out yeah. come out to meet us. Hey, guys. Oh, happy Christmas, New Year. Welcome back to Alaska. Love this, have that. Oh, look what we did. We improved the range over your break. Cool. What'd you guys do? Well, we put in a 700-yard target. Oh, that's great. We didn't have that. So right there, 700-yard target. Okay, Cool. Well, they walk away. I go in my bag and pull out my laser. Mm-hmm. It's 718. Okay. That's two tenths. Yeah. And so there's where data errors come into play. This right. will find that error if, like, maybe you can't get out to the target to paint it and clean it up. And right. you know you hit it, but you didn't don't know where. Right. This will tell you if you hit it wrong because you'll see the number using that drop column so that drop column becomes important to tech check your data now you know your data is good you know your data is verified if this is your home range like rifles only you can make you can make a winter track you can make a summer track it's gonna work it's gonna give you center line hits it's gonna be money it's gonna work but say you're going to go ahead uh, so that that's gonna. That's, that's all the app is. is. Okay, it, right, yeah. Jacob is shoot it, hit it, write it down. It's it's Lindy. Yeah. It's impact, write yeah, it, it down. That's all it is. It's yeah, all it, it is, and then here, it. and then it gives you the on the predictive stuff. So yeah, you're right. going to figure out what it is, and it's not it. so right. You go in here and, and you can clean it up as you check it. You can check it or not. If you right. don't have the targets to check, this is going to be what you use. But if you have the targets to check, you're going to put verified data in there. And now here's the beauty of it. When it's done and it's all verified, if you own a Kestrel, if you bought the Vortex HUD, you know, if you own any of these products now that have software, you build your track. Same thing you did. You put in, I'm shooting this gun with this bullet at this speed with this muzzle velocity in. Now you're going to manipulate at 600 yard your muzzle velocity up or down. 25 uh, feet per second is a tenth of a mil. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you go into your Kestrel now, go right to 600, manipulate that up or down with your muzzle velocity till it matches. I need 3.2. Make it read 3.2 at 600. You're going to check everything and it's probably going to be pretty close to dead on. But say a yeah. thousand is off. 
Well, there you're going to look at the thousand in your gravity ballistics and you're going to use the BC to match the thousand. Okay. Once you do that, you now have a custom curve for your gun and your bullet and you, and you have your muzzle velocity adjusted for what you're shooting. Your Kestrel's good now. If you're going to go to Colorado, if you're going to go to Florida, if you're going to go some other place and you're going to use software that's for that location, Gravity Ballistics will help you build it quicker because it's pre-true data. Right. And it works like that's what I do. I grab I do Gravity Ballistics. I do the worksheets a lot more than the app. I'm using the app now because it's easy. And even Chris Way is doing a video and he shows using the app in a variety of ways because he had a beta. But I use the worksheets because mm-hmm. I have the worksheets printed out and they're stacked there. Mm-hmm. And I do it so I have a hard copy. So right. I, I do it in the worksheet. But now with the app out and everything, you can literally do it with do 300, do 600, do eight or a thousand. And you're going to know that's going to be dead money app. And you can use that within, you know, within the 2000 feet uh, DA. If it goes too far out, right. well, then you're going to have to start thinking or make a new track. But so if I have this right here, OK, like let, we just we just built this card. Yep. We, we built this card. You and I, we just did it right now. Mm-hmm. So if I go back into the profile there and I change the DA. It's going to adjust it. Uh, no, it's not going to touch it. I got okay. I would that's have to, that's I would have just to go rep, build, that's like a data book. One. Yeah, you build another one. You okay. would, right? I that, build another one. And okay, they're that's unlimited because I don't want to. Right? They're yeah, un, un, I don't want. I want it to be different. You know what I mean? I want it to be different. I don't want it to be where I go in there and and do this because that would. I don't know. I guess because I'm going to be a little bit more sure of it. You right. Know, like right. If I get up there in June, you know, I'll go out there and I can I can spot check at three ranges. You know, between you know 400 and. And, you know, uh, 950, you know now, what I mean? And I can just work it from there. I have to go in and look because we were just talking 22s. One, 22s mm-hmm. aren't zeroed out 100 yards. But we right. scale them back. Mm-hmm. Now, it may require a 25-yard zero versus mm-hmm. a 50. But mm-hmm. I do have 22 numbers that, being able to take that X factor and adjust it, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go in and find the twenty-two offset number, and I can right. po- I can post it, and somebody could build a twenty-two track, and they would just manually go in and put the new number in. I know okay. that they built one on Sniper's Hide. There is a hard copy one. I have to go look at it, but you can manipulate this to do things like that. If you went and shot an angle and like I said, I have to go look what the angle does. I don't have it in front of me, but we have the sheets made for the students. So I could just look at the sheet, but getting the angle, it's just a case of doing the backwards math. How do I turn that 1.22 to give me an answer of eight mils into giving me an answer of 7.8 7.8 mils instead because of the angle. Well, that might be 1.19. And I just got to go look what the number is. I don't have it memorized. Um, but you can do that and fix an angle. Even if one plate was the angle, you could fix it. Right. Because it, it it's it's that gravity component and it's such easy math in small numbers. It's easy to manipulate and everybody can do it. It's It's what we learned in third grade. Yeah, this is pretty cool. And while you're doing it, you're giving me a whole lot of uh huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going and I'm checking this against known data. Yeah, um, it's pretty. It's pretty freaking close, dude. It's going to be within two tenths. I almost guarantee it. And maybe yeah, you'll that's get. What a, I'm seeing. Uh, that's wait, what I'm seeing. Right. It's it's not even worth that's, adjusting in some cases, but every now and then yeah. you'll see a three tenth guy. And usually, if it's a three tenth guy or more, it's the gun is short mm-hmm. and it's the farther distances. Well, the thing that gets me the most is, okay, your gravity ballistic here, what it is, is you're basically building a dope card. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what it is, dope is data of previous engagement. So you can go out here and as you and I have discussed many, many times, you know, the the data of previous engagement, that could have been at eight o'clock this morning. Now we're out here shooting at four o'clock in the afternoon and we're off a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. But we don't wrap our, you know, we don't get wrapped around the axle on it. We just change the data and go. You know, the bullet has a final word. You see what I mean? Yeah. You, so you hit him in the belly always, button instead of center said, chest. 
Right. And what we're saying is that, you know, a dope card, it, it's, it, it's a, it's, it's a memory. It's something that you have, you can pull it up and you can use it, but it's not gospel. So what a dope card is for is to get you right back into that same zip code, pretty tight zip code, but to get you back in that same zip code so you can adjust for what the bullet's needing today. And there's, there's a multitude of reasons, everything from, you know, environmentals, uh, the yeah. difference in the extreme spread of your rounds. Um, and like I always like to say, what the difference between three cups of coffee and four cups of coffee. You see what I mean? So this this is pretty cool, and it's very fast. And we'll be using this quite a bit because you just go out there. Okay, so now we got now we have tridope. We have tridope all the way out. Right, you know and what that's mean? what it is. Think it's, about it. It's 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 mm-hmm. giving you a number. It's giving somebody something. Like I even use this with those guys that came to cameo that didn't have dope. It's like shit. These right. guys just showed up to cameo doing that combined CR two. Uh, snipers high right. class and some of the cr2 people didn't have data and it mm-hmm. wasn't billed as you know that and i'm like shit well cameo you can't get out and access those plates right so i'm using that gravity ballistics to get on like the 605 because it's a really good number the eight you know the 813 because none of those yeah. are 100 200 300 but there's a couple that are 05s and 08s um, really close. And so I'm using those with Gravity Ballistics to build an entire dope card for guys. And it lets them go the entire class. Hold on, Frank. Hold on, Frank. Hey, Lisa, do you got Frank's, you got Frank's phone number? Send him that picture. Yeah. Lisa just made a bunch of pickled eggs, man. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's totally flexible. It's really quick and simple. It saves the data in a drop card that's it's a it it has value to teach you something. If I just tell you to build yep. a track in a computer in the Kestrel, and then you know, I'm gonna hit the the you know supersonic here and the subsonic here, and maybe that works for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're doing a 308 to a thousand yards, you're using the custom curve from that 118 LR. And it's lining up for you and everything's good. But you didn't right. learn anything about your data. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. this is showing you I what you... I love this thing, Frank. Yeah, it's super simple. My guys nailed it, like, yeah, the man. first time. Um, yeah. And, and Mark, a credit well, to Mark... for making it happen. Yeah, credit to Mark for coming up with the numbers. The X Factor... It, we didn't have a name for it. All it is is the value of gravity for each yard line. And we turned that percentage of gravity into a multiplier. You have a percentage, you have a multiplier. And right. like Mark's super proud. We call him Sir, you know, Sir Marcus Taylor Newton. Um, you know, goofing <laughs> around with him. But the thing is, is yeah. he'll tell you his only education was the high school at Kosciuszko, Mississippi. Same place, yeah. Oprah. He's from Oprah's town. Wow. And and so he went to school where Oprah went to school, or if she went to school, I don't know what Oprah did. But he where she was born, <laughs> he's from. And so, yeah, I mean, and he's very proud of saying this is third grade math. Yep. And anybody can do it. It's going to hit the plate. I, gu- I guarantee you're within two tenths on your worst day. I mean, unless, like I said, yeah. you got, unless you have a combination of factors where you're wildly inaccurate, your ammo sucks, and you're not sure how to adjust yeah. your scope right and it's slipping. Yeah. You know, but this, this for us over the years solves problems. Yeah. And quickly, too, you know, it gives you, it gives you, it gives you a starting point that's going to be really damn close, which is exactly the whole, reason to have dope right you know what i mean right it's, it's to it's to get you get you where you know you can make these little bitty minor adjustments you know i've got the i've got the um the truing bars out here you know the same thing yeah yeah calling a water line yeah we have and so these are yeah and so it's it's really really cool to be able to go out there and 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 say okay i'm at 600 so let's let's get an exact so i know i'm within two tenths you yep. know what i mean I, yep. and probably i'm going to try to hit the center of that truing bar and so it, with this, I'm going to be able to go out and, and I'm going to try it. You know, and you gave me the weaponized mass stuff a long, long time ago. And I tried all that and I said, man, this is this is really, really cool. But what you've done is you've turned it into an app that goes really quick. And it seems like that more people are trending towards having that electronics in their pocket that can give them that data well, rather than, and, you know, the, you know, the. 
You can be in Bluetooth or in airplane mode. You can be turned off mm-hmm. with your phone and not connected, and this will work. I made sure yeah. this app works offline. I mean, the the work right. the worksheets we have are analog. That's mm-hmm. analog data. This is analog data in a digital form. Now, my digital right. my digital marriage says your phone could be dead. This can be installed on it, and you know you turn it on, and you and you don't have any connection. It's not beaming nothing out, like a Palm Pilot. Right. This will right. work. Yep. You know, so that was awesome. a that was an element that I wanted. Now, like I said, we we have the worksheets. I have the worksheets on a on a strip off pad. They're like a six by nine inch pad in their landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just peel them off. And give them to somebody. Right. And, and we do that in class because you're learning and we want them writing it down. We don't want them using their phone. Um, right. But this will work with your phone and you could do everything. And, it, and, like, and the, the neat thing is making sure the app works in both direction. I'm going to have mm-hmm. a version of this on Sniper's Hide. It's all done. They just got to turn it on. Um, yeah. There is a version of this on Sniper's Hide that will show you it from 200 out. But they didn't want you, and I was like, "Hey, why does this not work?" And and they're like, "Well, to push people to the app." But you could see what it looks like with data, based off your yeah. two hundred yard line data. It, it, there's going to be yeah. a, a light function of it on the website as well. Um, I built right. a, I built a gravity ballistics website. We have the app. We have the sheets that are free. The app has a small cost. It's four ninety nine, um, but that's to. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to give Mark something because he had the stroke in the Widowmaker in right. August. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. originally, before that happened, I was going to do this for free. Right. And then the guys told me, you know, free or paid, it's the same for them, and they're just checking a box for Apple and Google. And w- right. when Mark was hospitalized, I threw five bucks on it so I can give him a minimum of a dollar when all of it comes and said and done. So if he gets a bu- right. if he gets a buck a download for being the father of gravity ballistics, I'm happy to give it to him. <laughs> Absolutely. So we're, well, I can go and I can go to the website and get it. I, can, I, I went to the app store and got it. Yeah, you can do that. Now so, there's there's going to be links on the website that'll take you to your app store, okay. but it's in the Play Store. Some people in the Play Store had a hard time finding it, but it it should yeah. be in 175 countries and it should be okay. available around the world now. I think there was a tiny Android delay. Um, yeah. But it seems to have flushed out at this point um, just on when these app stores okay. around the world said, okay. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's Android. Have or, you been able to keep track? Have you been able to keep track of how many people have bought it so far? Not yet. I didn't ask them because it's really only been okay. a, not even a week. Um, well, it, it auto-filled whenever I, I pulled up the app store mm-hmm. and I got to like, I, I wrote out gravity and BA and it came up. So yeah, obviously- yeah. Somebody's been searching for that, so I, I hope it does really good. No, me too. Like I said, I'm not trying to get rich yeah. off of it. I'm just trying to put this good data and give you something that'll work. Um, it's not well, you complex. Need some money, Frank. You well, know what I mean? It's yeah. cold up there, and you need the heater to run. I do. You know what? My fucking battery was dead on my GT4. I had to get a trickle charger. Um, at, oh yeah, you're yeah. not driving it enough. Yeah, I'm not driving it exactly. So now I got to have it. So that was yeah. a cost. So I need. Um, I need a lot yeah, of downloads because right. like an idiot, I bought the Porsche branded one. Um, right. so I, I spent four times more money than if I just went to ACE and got a trickle charger. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah download you know, my it's app. Just, it please. says Porsche on it. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, and download, download my app. It does it. <laughs> download the app so Frank can have some more uh, freaking tater tots. Yeah, yeah, I need some. I need some bling, and and my my GT4 <laughs> is stuck in the garage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It don't run. <laughs> no, it don't run. The keys even stuck. It don't run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, man, Frank, thanks for you know I I started that text you know because I, I downloaded the app and everything else and I thought you know this would be something really good for us to talk about and so. I, uh, thanks for taking the time to do this. Yeah, I, I no, this is awesome. It, I need to do the, the podcast circuits and talk about gravity ballistics, but I do appreciate you guys yep, downloading yep. it and using it. And whoever does, 
I think it works. It works well. But thank you for uh, getting a hold of me and talking and making today happen because that's awesome. But um, because I'm yeah, gonna upload mine cool. and, and yours. But yeah, I mean, rifles only is the spot. I will see you in February because you're not gonna be there in, in shot show. No, no, I'm not going to shot show. Okay, and so February, like, I'll see it's you. It's like every night whenever I go to bed, I'm always saying. Oh, thank God I'm not going to shot show. Yeah, I hear you. Or and I don't I, know and if that's I, me talking or my liver talking. Right, right. And I screwed up in the best way possible. I was think I didn't want to stay in the hotels I normally stay at, but I still mm-hmm. wanted to be like right there. And I'm like, oh, right. that's that's this hotel. And I picked the hotel and I'm like, yeah. And then I went and it was the wrong one. I was thinking the encore and it wasn't. And yeah. I was like, fuck, I picked the wrong one. So actually I'm gonna be staying away from shot show a bit. Oh, good. And I'm look, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. The restaurants are nice yeah. where I'm at. I don't think it'll be crowded, yeah. and and so I'm I'm I, I screwed up on one sense, but then looking at it on another, I was like, oh, I think I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be fine. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. never, you know, exactly. But no, thank you guys. Don't go out there and get that freaking Vegas COVID, man. So well, you know how that goes. You got to juice up before you're gonna get something. Yeah, yeah, you go. You are a colloidal silver, man. Just. Just microdose colloidal silver. Yeah, well, you, and Lisa's been sil- been on silver for years, at least 12, 15 years. She's talked silver. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been really good. And there's a, a lady friend of my mom's. Uh, Joy said, "Hey, take her some colloidal silver." And then she calls me like two days later. She says, "I'm fine now." Said, yeah, yeah. How, how, uh, speaking works. of, how's your yeah. mom? She's good, man. She's good. Okay. She's um. Uh, the doctor's report was very good. She's cancer free okay. and, uh, just going to keep an eye on it and, you know, keep on up with the testing, you know, the blood work and the CAT scans and stuff like that. But she, she came through it fine. Um, she's, she was really limiting herself on what she would do as far as, you know, physical activity because, you know, she wanted to get healed up from the surgery and she's finally, she's, she's doing her same stuff again. I mean, they have to have a girl's night now. Nice. And a bunch of ladies go out and they, Eat, eat pizza and drink wine, and then they do something else on Tuesday night. I can't keep up with her, man. Her no. social schedule is, is amazing. And that's I'm how just, it's supposed I'm, to be. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. That's how yeah, it's supposed it is, to be. It is. And, but I appreciate you asking, man. She's doing, she's doing really well. Excellent. Excellent. But a couple of other things I wanted to talk about. One, okay, go go and, and uh, Flash of Beauty. You can buy it on, on Amazon, Frank. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab that. I have that. Yep, yep. That. Yeah. Okay. So I had we talked, we talked previously about the Impact 4000. And, um, you know, you were doing it well. And, and I said, I had one in here and I used it and it was fine and everything else. But I finally, I had another private instruction guy shows up and he's got one on there. And so it was, um, it, you and I were talking about, you know, whether or not we liked them or anything else. And I'm not seeing anything wrong yet. I mean, we went out and it predicted all of his stuff pretty good. And we kept, we kept truing it the further we got out, you know, velocity wise. And it just got to where everything was spot on with that sucker. I wanted to do that. The other thing I wanted to tell you, and I know that this is, um, uh, a discussion that you and I have had uh, before, uh, you know, offline. But so Lisa and I, we put a feeder out here at Rifles Only, and it took about, I don't know, eight hours for the deer to find it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, man, so we're out there, and I've got my you know, my spotting scope, and then I put, a, I put a little camera out there, and so the camera notifies us there's some sort of activity, and so that I can walk right out of, you know, where I'm watching TV and kind of hop on a, hop on a spotter and take a look. This is one deer looking a little weird. You know what I mean? So, and there, this is amongst a bunch of deer, you know, the bunch of this one's just looking a little weird. So I went over, got on the spotting scope, you know, got up there and, you know, zeroed it all in and everything else, dude, he had been shot, man. He had been shot and not recovered. Oh, And so, yeah, he had been shot. And it was just like, you know, um, guys, if you're going to be out there hunting, don't take a shot unless you know you can hit the heart. I just want to tell you, this is one of the most heartbreaking things I've seen in a long time. I mean, this one, he was trying to make it. He was trying to make it, but he had been he had been shot badly, and he didn't deserve that shit. So if you're out there and, you know, you want to hunt, I hunt everything else, but don't pull the trigger unless you know you can drop that animal because he was suffering really bad. Not anymore, but, you know, just yeah, want to yeah, let you, you know about that. You took care of that. Yeah, I get you. No, and, and, and it's important. Yeah. I mean, look at your you got your numbers. There, we know where these values fall. I mean, that's the only right. thing I wish I could put into the gravity ballistics is is your remaining muzzle velocity. Um, I just can't right. because to me, the gra- for that gravity ballistics doesn't need it. But um, at the same yeah. time, it does have value, and those other apps do have that. 
And they put that in there, you know, so I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's just one of those things, you know, the, the thing about it is it might not, it might not have anything at all to do with your ballistics. You know, there's, right, there right. are some places that I've, just that a I've bad been hunting shot and, that you know, skip through it. It's just a bad shot, man. Yeah. It's a 350 yard shot. And I'm saying, no, I'm going to pass because you know, this is, I don't have the position that I have a hundred percent confidence. You know what I mean? A hundred percent confidence. And so if I don't have that, well, dude, it's, it's one of the I mean, reasons I, I don't want to see this. Yeah, it's one of the reasons the 70 yard deer guys have fancy bullets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're right. And, you know, you and I have talk, spoken about that over many times over the years. You know, you want that bullet to perform very well terminally because most hunters can't shoot. Well, you know, go out and find out, find out what, find out what your limit is. You know what I mean? If, if your limit is 100 yards, then stay at 100 yards. If your limit's 300 yards, then stay 300 and in, unless it's a real shit position, then don't do it. But coming up here and seeing this animal come into a feeder because it's weak, you know what I mean? Really weak. Yeah. I, it's just, dude, it was, it was, uh, it was fucking sick, dude. I mean, it, it turned my stomach. Um, so, all right, yeah. Cool, man. At least anyway. you ended that. So that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So all next, right. I mean, uh, we started out again. Thank you, Frank, for doing that. Guys, the brawl is coming up. If you want to get signed up for the brawl, do that. You can do that at riflesonly.com. We already scheduled our uh, courses for Colorado and we're up there in June. So we've got rimfire. We've got high angle. I'm doing a two day PR one up there. And then also we're doing the field craft course. Hopefully Frank, you'll be in town. You can come out and, and talk to us about how to hide yourself. I'd appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. And so you've done it. You've done it before. Yeah. You've mm. done it before. And it was, it's always, it's always good fun hanging out with you and having you be a part of that. But at any rate, thanks. Uh, thanks again, Frank, for taking the time. I loved it. Same as uh, that. And like I said, the sniper side app is in your store. Go over. And there is the sniper side forum app and works great. The high TV has been updated. That's going to do things. So take a look at all what we have with the lives, the meetings, and the things we could do with the new improved Sniper's Hide app. Because there's two apps in the app awesome. store. Yeah, our the Sniper's Hide and now Gravity Ballistics. But thank you, Jacob, for getting a hold of me and, and putting this on on a Sunday afternoon. I appreciate it. Yeah, all right, perfect, man. Let me do my outro music do your for this. Outro. And then, uh, you'll, we are, you'll stay on with me, Frank. Yep, we're out for rifles only. Thank you.